You've likely heard the expression, digital marketing is a level playing field. But have you ever wondered where that saying came from? Or, and far more importantly, is it correct? Hi, I'm Josh, and you are listening to the Thought Unpacked podcast, an exploration into the world of modern marketing. My goal, bring some clarity and context into an industry that impacts our everyday lives. Today's topic, the not-so-level, level playing field. So the first question, where did the saying digital marketing is a level playing field come from in the first place. To begin, we have to go back in time. We have to go back to a time when marketing's primary function was advertising. In fact, throughout the 80s and 90s, and arguably even the early 2000s, marketing was advertising. If you couldn't run an ad in your local newspaper or get on the radio or TV, then you weren't marketing. Now, there there is countless problems with this mindset and this belief, but the biggest one, in my opinion, and the biggest problem with the mindset is that only businesses with enough money to run ads, especially TV commercials, were real. Everyone else was simply playing business, which, of course, is not the case at all. There was many brilliant businesses, both in the 80s, 90s, before and after, that never ran an ad in their lives and have radically shaped the world. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is perception. And the perception was simple. If you couldn't run ads, then were you really a real business? Now, the cost for a local TV spot, and when I mean local, I mean local, isn't exorbitant. It is not ridiculous, but it is still a few bucks, right? You're not you're not just spending 20 bucks and saying it's over. It's likely going to cost you at the low end a couple thousand, but more likely between 5,000 to 10,000. Now that's for the television station, the air. That's also for the production cost. Now, if you're spending between five and $10,000 and that's it, well then you, as the business owner, you're likely the lead star. And if you have kids, they're your supporting cast, right? It is where you're saving money. You're not hiring out. And that's still more money than a lot of businesses have to spend, at least regularly, right? I don't know about you, but if I was in a startup position right now, I don't have $10,000 kicking around for a single television spot. Now, Compare this to a Super Bowl ad. And that's often what we think of when we think of commercials and TV, and again, going back in time, marketing in general. So in contrast to that five to $10,000 amount that I just said, in the 90s, airtime for the Super Bowl was over $800,000. In fact, in 1990, the average cost for a 30 second spot was precisely $800,000. So that meant you had times that were a little bit more, and of course, yes, a little bit less. But either way, if you were a business, you were looking to spend $800,000 for airtime alone. Now, that doesn't include production, 
pre or post commercials or anything else. So you got no lead up, you got no aftermath. You're just running that one 30 second spot. And there was no time for any miscellaneous items. And believe you me, having worked in commercials, there's always miscellaneous items. So even in the 90s, a business owner would be looking at a budget well over a million dollars to run a real, and you can't see my air quotes, but real ad during the Super Bowl. Now you might be wondering, Josh, what, what was the appeal? Well, the appeal was simple. You got to run an ad, and, and by the way, I should mention the appeal is still very similar to even what it was in the 80s and 90s, although it's maybe waning. But in the 80s and 90s, you run an ad during the most watched sporting event of the year. You got millions of people watching and listening to whatever you wanted to tell them. The sales for the following days would pick up, if not spike. And that $1 million plus bill sounds like a bit of a steal at the end of the day. But again, there's a problem. To get that deal, to get that Super Bowl swagger, you need a million dollars. And most business owners, even big business owners, don't have a million dollars just lying around waiting to be spent. Thus, 99% of businesses don't run Super Bowl ads, even to this day. And the thought is that if you don't run a Super Bowl ad, especially if you're a large company, well, you're less than. You're not really a major player, which again has oodles upon oodles of problems. So once digital marketing, and, and more specifically back when it started, digital advertising first started, the idea that any business could afford this new medium shocked the foundation of what had been marketing for decades. Right now, for a few pennies, or more realistically, a few dollars, you could run an ad and you could reach tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. That was ludicrous. Again, in 1990, a Super Bowl ad, which you know would reach between three to four million people, cost around $800,000. Now you are looking at a medium that may cost you $100 and reach hundreds of thousands of people. All of a sudden, the math started to work in the favor of smaller business owners or simple business owners who hadn't seen the real value of advertising. Now, everything started to really double down when social media began to take off and companies, big or small, could be on these new emerging platforms for free. Free! Hence, and thus, and any other acronym you want to throw in there, a level playing field was created. Now that's the history of the saying, but let's get to the fundamental question. Is it true? Is digital marketing truly a level playing field? Now you may have guessed already, but the short answer is no. The playing field is anything but level. Now we have to go back still a little bit in time, but as digital marketing has gone through a metamorphosis beyond just simply advertising to what I consider an all-encompassing approach of influencing people's decisions and changing people's minds. I'll say that again. Influencing people's decisions and changing people's minds. 
many of the businesses who most benefit from digital are the same businesses who, back in the 90s, were buying Super Bowl ads. Let me explain this a little bit more. So first, you look at social media platforms themselves. Again, this is where the phrase, it is now a level playing field exists. That's why we looked at social media. We looked at the ability for any business or brand, big and small, they could be on there for free. So it's a level playing field, right? I'm Starbucks, you're a coffee shop that I've never heard of before, but we're both existing in the same space. So it's a level playing field, right? I'm playing baseball on Facebook. You also are playing baseball on Facebook. But the reality is, and especially as we have moved forward since the heydays of social media, or otherwise known as the kumbaya moment, and I don't know if that's really known as the kumbaya moment, but that's the way I like to think of it. Now, most of these platforms are pay for play. Yes, as a business owner, you can still get on there for free. You could absolutely go on right now and set up a Facebook page, an Instagram account, TikTok, you name it. You can be on there for free. But many find that as they are on there, they're ultimately just talking to the same customers that they're already talking to. They know them. In fact, a lot of time they're their friends and family members. And they start to scratch their heads. How do I extend my reach? How do I extend my influence? And how do I ultimately change people's minds? <gasps> oh, advertising. Yeah, that's the way I can increase my reach and flex my influential muscles a bit. So they go to ads. Now further still, even if you want to argue, but Josh, there's still great value in organic social, which as a complete aside, there is. I don't want to argue that there's not. But further still, most businesses struggle with social media because of the content demand. If you can't produce high quality content, and remember how I said above when I was talking about commercials and there was this level of production needed then, guess what? It's still needed now. And if you can't create regularly, you slip off the radar. Now, step back with me for a moment and look at your own social media feeds. I don't know about you, but I don't remember most of the things that come across my feed, whether it's on Facebook, to Instagram, to Snapchat, to TikTok, to LinkedIn, right? I don't remember 99% of it. What I do notice is when people or businesses post frequently because they are in my face just enough, hopefully not annoying, that I remember them. I might not remember a single post, but I remember their overall narrative that they're creating. That's what I mean. If you can't do that, you begin to slip off the radar. Further, because larger businesses can both afford high quality production as well as have a team who can post regularly, they push the businesses who can't do that further off the feed. They're now competing not only in terms of production, but in terms of frequency and regularity. And again, nothing new there. That was the same if we go back to the 80s and 90s. If I could own a newspaper with my advertising and editorial content, which I will speak to in a moment, and if I did that regularly enough, I could beat out all of my other competition. Now, is digital marketing, again, just a new age of advertising? No. So let's talk about that. Next, most customers, that's you and me, 
are looking for items to make our lives easier. Let's be honest, I wouldn't be recording this podcast if it was terribly difficult. In fact, without the assistance of some AI, to pound very fancy, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't have the time, and I probably wouldn't be able to share with you. But I can, because it exists. We want, as Tony Robinson has said, to decrease our pain and increase our pleasure. And apparently, according to Tony, and I would happen to believe him in this point, decreasing pain is the number one. So if there's things to decrease the pain in our lives, and pains could be literally pains in the butts, we're more likely to take action on it. So if you are a large business, you can create apps, dedicated microsites or websites, leverage the latest in AR or VR, or even, dare I say, run ads. Again, that ad thing comes up, highlighting how awesome it is to shop. Now, 99% of businesses can't do all that. Many struggle to go beyond a responsive website, which in 2021 is a must. But we're really talking about table stakes there, barely. If you're not online, are you really a business? Question mark. And again, the answer is, of course, yes, but that's for another day. So finally, if, again, the reason that the line exists, it is now a level playing field, no longer really holds water due to the fact that most are pay-for-play mediums. And even if you get beyond that and go back to the good old kumbaya days of organic social, again, big brands are dominating there because, well, they have teams and they have content creators at all times. And if you get past the fact that, well, digital isn't just social, it's all things, but all things cost money to create and develop and deploy. And again, big business wins there. What about coverage and influence? Because at the end of the day, word of mouth is still the most powerful form of marketing ever created. Well, this is one that I actually even get a touch annoyed with at times. Brands, big brands, think Apple or Google, get content without much effort. In the lead up to an Apple or a Google event, the internet becomes awash with predictions and speculations and more articles than anyone can actually even consume. You know, when you read headlines like, will this be the undoing of XYZ? Again, the short answer here is also no, but it doesn't matter. What matters is that people know Apple. They know Google, and again, Google and Apple are proxies to any well-known brand. And because they know these brands, they are far more likely to click on a headline that has their name in it. And for a lot of media companies, especially media companies now, where disproportionately they are getting their, adver- their revenue from online advertising, they're going to lean into the headlines that are going to get the clicks. So you have these brands that don't need help getting all the attention. And then you couple that with this new group of influencers and creators highlighting products, again, from companies like Apple or Google. Again, Apple and Google being proxies, but also ironically, especially in Apple's case, their products get free publicity all the time from influencers and creators because you know if you want the ultimate selfie, you're using an iPhone 12. So now the chasm, which has always been a chasm, 
is the size of the Grand Canyon. Now, you might be wanting to ask me, Josh, uh, but hold on. I have heard case studies of all types of businesses who have found great success using digital, whether it's search or social or email or whatever it is. I've, I've read case studies. And my answer to that is, of course. I'm not saying that digital marketing doesn't work. In fact, far from it. I've been in digital marketing for almost two decades now. It works really well. To give you a very simple example of recent endeavor by a family member who has started a decking company, that's right, building decks, has found great success with Google Ads and Facebook Ads. He has seen most of his business come from Facebook and Google. It's working for him. I'm not saying that if you're a small business or a startup or even a mid-sized business, that digital marketing won't work for you. That is not at all what I'm saying here. What I am saying, and what I hope you take away from this little bit of a rant, is that this is not a level playing field. And the moment you respect that, the moment you respect that you in fact are not playing on a level playing field, is the moment when you get creative. Thanks for listening to Thought on Pact. If there's a topic or question you want covered, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, stay safe.